0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I am Jake Sherman. Welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, where House Republicans are on impeaching President Joe Biden. Number two, Julie Su's Labor Secretary nomination appears to be going nowhere fast. And number three, The Vault, the Senate Banking Committee passed a bank clawback bill, but it doesn't appear to be going anywhere in the House. More on that. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top of Punchbowl News AM has a look at the position that House Republicans find them in themselves in when it comes to President Joe Biden and impeaching him. Obviously, there has been an effort uh, spearheaded by Representative Lauren Bobart, the Republican from Colorado, who drafted a resolution uh, that would impeach Biden. But uh, the House will vote today to instead of doing that, to refer this resolution to the Homeland Security Committee, preempting what could have been an embarrassing floor fight among rank and file GOP lawmakers. Listen, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, the
1: Speaker of the House, does not want to impeach Joe Biden right now. Period. Um, that much is clear, Anna. Uh, yesterday, uh, we re- I reported uh, I reported that McCarthy basically said, "Listen, we have um, we've only taken back Republicans. That is have only taken back the majority five times in twenty in in a hundred years." Uh, and many times they've given it back immediately. Uh, he, this, he said, you know, 1946, 1952, 94, 10 and 22. He said the first two times we lost it right away. The second times we held it for 12 and eight years. Do we want to give it back in two years or hold it for a decade and make real change? How are we going to censure Adam Schiff for abusing his position and forcing an impeachment and then turn around and do it ourselves the next day? This is very obvious. McCarthy doesn't want to move on this right now. Now, listen, if the investigations, the million investigations that this this Republican majority is um, uh, uh, participating in and launching and all that stuff, if all of those if those show some sort of reason to impeach um, uh, Biden, then they'll do it. But they're not going to do it willy-nilly. And the point that McCarthy made, and I think this is the more salient inside baseball point, I would say, is that if they've been talking about regular order, regular order, regular order, and then they're having all these members, Bobert, MTG... Uh, They're having these people go to the floor with with privilege resolutions without going to the conference first and seeing where they where they stand. Yes, Boebert has the right in the House rules to do this. So does any member. But they're trying to work as a team. And this is just another example, Anna, of Republicans not being able to work as a team uh, in the way that they would hope that they would be able to. Well, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean it's an interesting point. Listen, I, it feels as though this is simply a delay tactic, right? If you look at where they are going when it comes to investigations, when it comes to their fixation on certainly looking into not only the president but uh, his son, that this is this is almost you know just kind of waiting until uh, a better moment. I don't, I don't think this is over by any stretch of uh, the imagination. I, and I think to your point. Uh, it showcases that the conservative wing of the House Republicans is not just going to kind of go in lockstep with what Kevin McCarthy wants. He won the fight on this issue today. But, uh, the, you know, it's it's another kind of example of House Republicans and certainly the conservative faction flexing their muscles saying, hey, we have this ability, I'm going to do it. And it's not as if Lauren Bobort was... Con, you know, was convinced by the speaker to pull the amendment, or that this wasn't the right time. She still went ahead with it. Yeah, there's they're they're pushing
1: it to the House uh, Homeland uh, Homeland Security Committee. That's the name of the committee. Uh, but but you you raise an interesting point, which is important to make about McCarthy broadly speaking. McCarthy um, is basically dances. Figures out how to get to the next day, right? Like that's his goal every day. It's not I'm not saying he doesn't have long term strategy and long term planning capability, but oftentimes it's just trying to get to the next day to see how he could survive another day. And by the way, Congress sometimes is like that right? Like sometimes that's just what you have to do in Congress. But I I agree, broadly speaking, that he's not going to be able to, they're probably going to have to impeach Biden at some point, whether he deserves it or not. Um, it's going nowhere. It's going to eat up a lot of floor time. It's going to eat up time in the Senate, in the Senate, quite frankly, they'll probably take it up and get rid of it, you know, relatively quickly. But, um, uh, but yes, I agree with you that uh, this is just, you know, live to to fight another day for McCarthy. And uh, uh, they're combining this with another with another investigative effort. And that that's where this stands.
0: All right, let's one to the number two story of the morning. Uh, Andrew Desidera has been all over Julie Sue's nomination to be secretary of labor, which appears to be all but dead at this point. Uh, Certainly Senate Democrats won't openly say it, but her nomination, as we have talked about on this podcast, uh, has languished in the Senate for nearly two months while the White House has struggled to lock up enough support. Uh, And it's certainly trending that way, right? We have not seen any movement when it comes to the key senators who they can't lose, Democrats cannot lose a single senator here. Uh, and we have, you know, that as much as Andrew and others have been pressing uh, the key senators, including John Tester, Kirsten Sinema, nobody has wavered or, or changed or publicly said that now they have been convinced to support her. Uh, certainly the effort by labor union officials hasn't changed anything. And so the big question is going to be does the White House? continue to keep her in the position as acting and and you know just try to continue to find a way forward but it it doesn't doesn't seem likely no Julie Sue's
1: nomination seems dead I mean I don't maybe I shouldn't say that maybe there's some sort of journalistic convention that would prevent me from saying that but she was it, nothing has happened on this nomination since April 26th. It's June 22nd. This is n- nearly two months after the uh, Senate help committee reported out her nomination on party lines. Um, you, you know, you, you laid this, that out. Well, Tester cinema mansion, the big question marks here. Now, listen, she could stay in the nomi- uh, in the position indefinitely, as long as her nomination is pending in the Senate. And that might just be what the white house is trying to do here um, because they want her to be the, acting labor secretary remember donald trump had a bunch of acting positions when he was in um uh, when he was president uh, acting cabinet positions acting chief of staff he liked acting because I, I don't know I'm, let's let's not even try to figure out why trump yeah. liked what but um but um you know i don't the senate's leaving after today for two weeks So I'm not quite sure where this is going to where this is going to go here. Um, So uh, I think I think Andrew did a really nice job.
0: All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning the vault. Brendan Peterson tracking all things financial services for us. Uh, An interesting look that, you know, he's been covering all the twists and turns in the Senate Banking Committee and the effort. Uh, that the, they are undergoing to claw back the pay of executives when banks fail. It w- certainly was not easy getting near unanimous consent from both parties on the committee. This is, of course, that joint collaboration from Senators Sherrod Brown, the Democrat from Ohio and chair of the panel, and Tim Scott, the Republican from South Carolina, the ranking member. Um, the Recoup Act, of course, still needs to pass the Senate, but interestingly enough, Brendan is already forecast what is going to be happening in the house and uh, suffice it to say as he reports house lawmakers aren't exactly waiting with bated breath for for the bill to come from the senate chamber to the house to take it up unsurprising maybe in so many ways where the house and senate are on different pages
1: and it's also not only that but it's also the fact that um the House doesn't like just taking up a Senate bill and passing it. It's just it's a it's a pride. It's a pride issue for the House. Um, and they have their own ideas. and and that's it's not as if this is uh, a uh, a deadline sensitive situation here for um for the House and Senate to get this bill through now. Some would argue that this is an important piece of legislation and they need to move on it, and I get that. But um, I have to imagine that they are going to want their own uh, uh, imprint, so to speak, on anything that uh, 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 comes through on any topic. So that's where we are. This is a um, uh, not surprising when it comes to this clawback bill. Which, again, Brendan has been covering really well and did a really nice job on. And um, uh, it's surprising to see that this is I was surprised to see how easy it got through the Senate on a bipartisan basis. And and the
0: House is going to the House is going to house it up. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. If you like The Daily Punch, please tell your friends, share about it on social media, give us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also sign up and go deeper on all of the topics we discussed this morning and much more in our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.